It's the Fresh Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. GQ, back to hit y'all with some more of this freshness. I got my homeboy on here. Y'all didn't heard him before a couple times on the podcast, you know what I'm saying? He's real, real positive, you know what I'm saying? See the good in people. Most importantly, he sees greatness in people. We got my homeboy, Terrence. What's up, cuz? What up, though? Cooling, bro. We cooling. How you feeling? I feel phenomenal, man. I feel phenomenal. Hell yeah. How you feeling? <sighs> Been going through it. Been going through it and shit, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get it together. We're going to talk about that. One of the reasons I wanted to link with you and shit, man, because you're so positive and all that. And I've been going through a lot these last, like, three and a half weeks. You know, we're going to discuss that and all that. Did you know uh, it is Mental Health Awareness Month? Yes, it is. Absolutely. How's your mental health being? Me? My mental health is phenomenal because I know I have to be stable and I have to be uh, mentally strong, not just for... Myself, but for others, you know? Right, right. Yeah, man. So we're going to get into it. I don't know how many of y'all follow me on, on Instagram, but if you do, you know, well, you might know, you might not, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you. I posted two videos to my IG, what is that shit called? IG live, not live, but IG story, not story, IG TV, here we go. So... I had an incident that happened on April 24th that I spoke about that, you know, had really been bothering me in, in a lot of ways. So I was at work and shit, you know what I'm saying? You know what the job is. We're not going to say it on here. Right. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was getting ready to go to lunch. So I walked down, you know, to the restroom. And I see a garbage can, like, in between – the woman's restroom and the man's restroom. I walk in, I go to the urinal, and I start pissing. So, like, right after I start pissing, I heard a voice say, hey. I said, what? And then next thing I know, I hear a picture. And I look over my shoulder, and the custodian, who was a woman, has her phone up taking pictures of me as I'm pissing. My dick is out. I'm in full stream. I'm peeing. So I'm like, yo, what you doing? Stop. You can't be taking pictures of me. Bitch still taking the pictures. I'm like, stop, quit. So, you know, I, I turn around to some more. You know, I'm trying to tell her, like, yo, stop. You can't take pictures of me. She keep doing it. After I get finished pissing, I'm like buckling up my pants and all that. She's still taking the pictures. So I'm like, who's your boss? I'm going to tell your boss. So she looked at me and said, no entiendo, no English. No entiendo means I don't understand. So I told her, hablar tu jefe. In Spanish, that means I want to talk to your boss. So she gets her phone and starts dialing. She dialed about four or five numbers, and then she stopped and started taking more pictures of me as I'm, like, washing my hands. And I'm like, all right. I said, cool. I'm going to tell my supervisor on you. So I'm drying my hands off, and she walked out the bathroom, and she's – in front of the door, but I got enough room to get out. 
So I look at her name tag and I said, okay, your name is Maria. I'm telling on you. I go to the break room, start eating real quick so I can uh, go tell the supervisor. Like less than five minutes later, Maria's ass walks into the break room. I happened to look up. She gave me this evil ass look. She started talking to one of my coworkers in Spanish. And then she handed him her phone. So I see this and I'm like, felt like real, real insecure. I'm like, man, I think she's talking about me. So I leave immediately. I go tell the supervisor. So I go in his office and say, hey, man. I said, I'm pissed. I'm furious. He's like, what happened? I told him. He's like, what? He go gets the manager. Tell the manager what happens. So he leaves. I start writing a statement. So when I'm uh, finished writing a statement, I'm walking out at the end of the hallway. I see the main manager's office. And I see that Maria chick in there, and she's like handed over her phone. So I went on with I went on with my day. Later on, I went and approached that manager, and I was like, "Hey, you know, what division of the police do I need to hit up?" So he's kind of like, "Why?" I'm like, "Bro, I was sexually assaulted. Like, you know, what I'm saying I want to press charges." So he was like, "Okay, well, just wait. You know, what I'm saying let's try to figure this out." All right. So the next day, I got a meeting with another manager who was off that Saturday. And then that Monday, I met up with two of the managers in HR. So, you know, they telling me that they are taking it serious and all this little shit or whatever. But back to that same day when I spoke to the manager asking about, like, the police and shit, he was like, run the story by me again. So I'm telling them. And there was shit that I forgot to include in my statement. I forgot to put that, you know, she had talked to a homeboy in the break room. So he was like, okay, add that to your statement. So... He asked me the dude's name, and I was like, I think this is his name. I'm not 100% sure. And I told him the area the dude work at and gave him a description mm. of the cat. So, like, an hour later, I'm at the crib. I get a call from my manager. He's like, yeah, we spoke to him, and his story cooperated with yours. You know, he said that she approached him. They spoke in Spanish, and she showed him her phone, and he did see pictures of you in the bathroom. And my manager... The main manager also saw the pictures of me and her phone. Mm. So her manager instructed her to delete the photos and shit, you know, right then and there, which fucked me up. I'm like, yeah, that's evidence and all that. So I'm like, okay, well, y'all know I'm not lying because you've seen the pictures and homeboy seen the pictures. So the supervisor said the pictures that he's seen, I wasn't in a compromising position. But I'm like, man, she took multiple pictures of me for multiple minutes. So she could have moved them pictures somewhere or, or something Posted them or something Yeah So He was saying it happened so quick With them deleting shit That they didn't even go Through like her whole phone Or whatever So I'm still like Wow Wondering up in the air Like you know Did she get pictures Fully of my dick Cause I did turn around a little bit I was like oh, What the fuck are you doing And just in general Me just pissing Like you know What the fuck is wrong with that So they told me She was suspended Pending an investigation So I had never felt, like, more violated, you know what I'm saying, in my life. Like, my fucking privacy was invaded at the uh, ultimate way, you know. And main thing, I was like, I told the supervisor and all of them, I said, man, ain't nobody going to take this serious because I'm a dude. Like, nobody gives a shit. And then I told him, I said, look, if that was me taking pictures of women in the restroom, I would have been locked up off top. 
I would have been banned from the facility. You know what I'm saying? I'd have been in the news. I would have probably got charged. I'd have been a sex offender and all this little shit. And I was like, man, this ain't right. And ain't nobody going to take me serious because it's uh, the roles are reversed. I'm like, this is a big-ass double standard. And he was like, yeah, you know, you're right. So since then, man, I ain't been able like to sleep like a full, like peaceful night's sleep. I've been like having like a lot of crazy dreams. Like I've been waking up in like sweats and shit. And like just being at work, I'm just like uncomfortable. You know, like I I think about that situation in general all the time. And having like to see that bathroom, it like fucks with me and all that. And like when I'm pissing, I'm always looking over my shoulder constantly to make sure ain't nobody behind me like walking past or like taking pictures and shit like that. Paranoid. like, to the max. Right. As like, you when, when I'm, like, taking a shit, I'm making sure ain't nobody looking, like, through the cracks in the stall. Right. You know, and I'm like, man, I shouldn't have to fucking feel this way. I've been, like, real angry at the whole situation, and then I was, like, angry at myself. I'm like, man, I should have just fucking went off how I usually be going off and shit and caused a fucking scene. Broke her phone. <laughs> right. Slap the shit out of her, all the shit. And I don't even be, like... On that shit. That, hey, that's uh, okay. I was like, that was my headphone. I was like, I don't even be like beating up women and uh, on that domestic shit. But I was like, she could have caught them hands that day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's wild. Yeah, man. So like, when I met with the job in HR, the next day I went to the police station. You know, filed a report. It was a woman officer up there. Told her what happened, and I was up for like shit, maybe almost two hours. So you know, she was just like, oh. Okay. And she was like, you know, yeah, this is a crime and all this little shit, you know. And I told her, I'm like, shit, if I would have did this, y'all would have been up immediately right. on me. So I got like a little rough draft of the report. And then like the next day I got the full report. She emailed it to me. So I was calling the police station, you know what I'm saying, to see if there was an update. So they gave me the number to the detectives. I was calling them, leaving messages. Never heard nothing from them. Finally got a hold of them. And they told me, because of the severity of the crime, it got moved over to like LAPD, like sex crimes or some shit like that. So they gave me the email to that detective. I emailed him, you know, let him know who I was. And he hit me back like the next morning. It was like, yeah, it's like, I'm aware. I'm sorry. You know, that happened to you. He was like me and my partner. He's like, my partner's working on it. So he gave me his partner's info. I called his partner, you know, spoke to him, told him everything. Let him know that my supervisor, her supervisor, saw the pictures and all this little shit and gave uh, him their contact number. So he's going to be in touch with them. Mm. So I'm like, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, it works out, you know, and I can get justice. And I started reaching out to attorneys, man. I reached out to, like, over 25 attorneys, and, like, none of them would work with me. They mm. wouldn't give me the time of day. A lot of them just told me no on the phone or they sent me an email telling me no. Some of them were saying that it would be hard to prove that her job knew uh, that she had a, like a history of doing shit like this, and they let her work. And then some lawyers was like, well, she's a janitor. She don't have no money. You wasting your time. I'm like, bro, it's, you know what I'm saying? Money is cool, but like something needs to be done. And then other lawyers told me that I could only have a case if my job retaliated against me or I got fired. So I'm like, all right, I got to lose a job to potentially get some justice. So, man, I was, like, fed up, you know, after hitting all these folk up and nobody giving me no time. 
So I'm like, man, fuck these white ass firms. I'm going to start looking up black lawyers. So I'm looking up, you know, some reading about them. And I found this one cat. I called him, left him a message. He hit me back a couple of days later, told him what was going on. He was like, okay. Then he followed back up with me a couple of days after that. You know what I'm saying? And he is, uh, he's helping me out. You know, he's taking on the case. So that's what's up. Yeah. He was, uh, he used to be a federal prosecutor and shit. So, you know, working with the feds, I guess you got to be good at something. So, and when I was telling him, I'm like, man, I appreciate you, you know, working and helping me out with this. I'm like, I hit up so many people and nobody showed me the time of day. And he was like, I take on cases that piss me off. And the story you told me really pissed me off. So I was like, man, I appreciate that. So we still in the beginning stages. So he just told me like last week that he was going to, you know, work with me. So we starting to get shit, you know, in motion and with that. But like that shit is like had me like, it's had me like down, like, you know what I'm saying? Like my anxiety is up, you know what I'm saying? Put me like in a little depression. I've been having like feeling like rageful, you know what I'm saying? Like not towards random folk, but like with that situation and her and like those like other lawyers. Cause I'm like, man, I try to do shit the way society will want me to do like the right way. You know what I'm saying? And like, I just get shit on. I'm like, I'm the victim, but like nobody gives a fuck, you know? And then I look at like all these injustices that happen with black folk and motherfuckers is getting away with it. And I'm like, man, this is happening with me, you know? Like, I said I wanted the same justice like a white chick would get. Like, if this happened to a white woman, it would be fucking outraged. And I'm like, I want these motherfuckers to be concerned and mad if some old white bitch, you know what I'm saying, I got to take advantage of. I'm like, that's what I want, you know, my equal justice. So hopefully, you know, I can get this handled in a in a positive way. Hopefully, you know, she gets charges put on her. And, yeah, man, and I get to, I just get this, like, handled, like, I didn't. So this happened on April twenty fourth. I didn't say nothing publicly about that until last Saturday. Yeah, well, I posted a video that Sunday. So three weeks after, you know what I'm saying. And then like two weeks after the shit happened, I talked to one of the managers and see if there was an update. You know, and he was like, oh, "I can't tell you nothing." Mm. Like, what the fuck? So I didn't know if the investigation was still going on, if it was concluded. Like, I, w- I didn't know shit. I was totally out of the loop. Mm. So, like, the job, you know what I'm saying, I felt like they was doing enough to cover their own ass, but they didn't give a fuck about me. Like, the lawyers out there didn't, you know, the police, because I, I'm leaving them messages and messages, and nobody's calling me back. And I'm, like, frustrated. I'm, like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, y'all motherfuckers need to do your job. Like, help me out. You know what I'm saying? Fucking return my calls, you know, get the ball moving. So, I guess I had a put a flame under them, you know what I'm saying, to get it going and shit and, and keep calling motherfuckers. So now I finally got a hold of the detective and he has, you know, my people's numbers to get in touch with them and and shit like that. And so we still got to find out the chick last name because I asked my supervisor, I called him when I was at the police station. I'm like, yeah, I need her last name for the report. He was like, okay. But he never hit me back. And then when I hit him, when I came to his office, I'm like, yo, you get her last name. He was like, no. I'm like, well, I need the name of the supervisor that you was dealing with her peoples. And he, you know, he emailed me the dude's name and email and shit. And I reached out to that supervisor because it's a, it's a different company. You know what I'm saying? So they don't work with us. So I'm waiting on his ass to hit me back and I get this shit going. You know, like, I don't know 
if the lady still got the job, I know they at work they said that they didn't want her in our area. So I don't know if she got moved to another area or she got the boot in general and shit. So I guess maybe once a lawyer digs deep and shit, we'll find out. But I'm like, as of right now, you know, at work, they just telling me she's not going to be in our area. So I don't know, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, what happened to her ass, you know. <clears throat> but I would say, Maria, you're a piece of shit. You fucked up. And the thing is, like, I've asked several times. I even had a meeting with some managers in HR earlier today. And I'm like, do y'all know why she did that? Nobody knows why she was taking pictures of me. Yeah, nobody knows. And, like, that's something that's, like, questions. I, I question that shit a lot. Like, why the fuck was this bitch doing this shit? You know what I'm saying? Was she on some, like, freaky shit or what? And then, you know, some people was like, well, why, why would you go in the bathroom if she was cleaning? I'm like, I didn't know. Because usually when they clean, they have the little stick in between the door with fucking the little flag that says closed for cleaning. Right. I was like, that shit wasn't up. You know, how the fuck was I supposed to know? So, you know, that's one of their rules that they supposed to have that shit up to let folk know that they're cleaning. So she, you know, neglected to follow the company policy with that. And then it's against their policy to, like, take pictures of motherfuckers. So that's two strikes, you know what I'm saying, that in she bath- did. In the bathroom, why they using the bathroom, right? Right, in general, you know what I'm saying? Like, and especially in the bathroom, and I'm like, man, like, what, the, what kind of shit is that? Like, if I was a custodian and I'm taking pictures of women in the bathroom, fuck, I'd have been done for. Right. And I'm like, I just want the same equal justice, you know. And a lot of men probably wouldn't talk about sexual assault, you know what I'm saying, whether it's came from another man or a woman. Like, it's something that just dudes don't talk about. And I'm like, man, since this happened to me, I want to start, like, spreading awareness about that and, like, letting folks know, like, Shit does happen to us men. Like, don't fucking be ashamed. You know, speak about it. You know, tell your story. Get your little justice in. Like, I've fucking been tagging, like, me too, times up and shit with that. Like, yeah, man. Like, I've just been trying to get my story out there and, like, let motherfuckers know, like, this is serious. You know, take me serious. This situation serious. Like, fuck this double standard shit. You know, don't be like, oh, man, you're a dude. Be a man. Get over it. Like, nah, motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was fucking traumatizing. Right. Yeah. And like that shit's like been fucking me up. And I felt like I was going like on a cool little path over the last like few weeks, like things and shit, like business wise was was moving in the right direction. And like like this shit just like just threw me back. Like I ain't had a, a good night's sleep for real, like since that shit happened, you know. And I'm like, man, I just wanna sleep well. I just like wanna go to work and and not be uncomfortable and Feel all this shit, you know what I'm saying, that I'm feeling. So I've been thinking about taking a little leave from work for a few months and shit, just trying to get my shit together. And I told my psychiatrist about the little shit, like, right after that happened, we had a a session. And I'm supposed to talk to my one psychologist, but I don't like him. So I think I have a session with him coming up, but I'm not going to answer the phone. I'm going to call him tomorrow until I'm canceling that shit. And there was a therapist that I've been working with since like 2016 when I had um I had a fucking I got attacked by this dog and shit, you know what I'm saying? And it like was like fucked up. So I had this therapist I was talking to. And like once the once that that case was over with, you know, he was like, if you need me, you know, hit me up every few months, you know, we can have a session. And me and him ain't talked in a minute. So I hit him up like Monday and we spoke earlier today. We had a we talked at like two o'clock. 
you know, shout out to Dr. G. And then he told me he was like, he like retired from fucking doing the therapy shit. He said he moved, he's doing like, he just said he's doing like business type shit. And I was like, damn, man, like you really helped me through a lot of shit and you fucking retired now. But he was like, you know, you can hit me for emergency type shit or whatever. And, you know, I'll be glad to to work with you, man. So me and Dr. G, we had a, a good conversation and he knows like a, a lot of the struggles and shit that I've been through since like 2016. And, you know, he, he was just like, man, I hate that you always have a cycle of like fucked up shit, you know, that happens, you know, that's like out of your hands and, and whatever. I'm like, yeah, I know. So yeah, it's been fucking with me, man. So I'm just trying to just get my shit together. I'm like, fuck, I might need to take a little trip, go somewhere, clear my head or, Oh, cause like that's all I think about. Like, is this shit for real? Like, that shit like bothered the fuck out of me for real. Like a lot. It's like just the fact that I feel like when am I taking this shit serious, and like nobody had my back, you know. So it's still like pretty fresh and new. Like on Saturday, it'll be a month since it happened. But I'm like now, you know, three and a half weeks later, shit is starting to to move and you know progress. So I'm just hoping, man. The fucking law does what they supposed to do and all that and Word. and go from there. Word. And then I can just like get focused and get my mind back right where it needs to be. Cause like I've been yeah, I've been struggling off this shit. And I was feeling like I wanted like to fight like her husband, her son, her nephews, like somebody from my fucking family. I'm like, yeah. one of y'all who was need to get this work. If not, you know what I'm saying? Throw Marie in the ring, you know what I'm saying? I'll fucking beat her little old fat ass, man. Dang. Yeah. And it was crazy because, like, it was like, do you know her? Have y'all had any encounters? Did y'all have a previous relationship? I was like, fuck Damn. no. I said, bro, you think I'll fuck her? I said, mm-hmm. I'd never seen that bitch before until that day. I was not checking for her one bit. We may have walked past each other. I just didn't realize, but I don't never recall seeing her until that day. Wow. Yeah, man. Mm-mm-mm. It's crazy out here, so I'm just trying to get my shit together. So I don't know for the listeners who all had seen that that IG post. If any of y'all have been uh, fucking sexually assaulted or whatever, man, you don't have to tell me the extent. You don't have to go in details. If you do, that'll stay between us. You know what I'm saying? But if you had that experience or whatever, man, how did you get through that? Were you able to find, like, justice or whatever? Like, let me know, because this is the first time something like this has happened to me. So I'm I'm new to this. I'm still trying to figure out what exactly to do. So if you got any experience in that, you know, it would be greatly appreciated to hit me up. You know, you can call the podcast at any time and leave a message or send me a text or hit me up on my on my socials. All my info is in the, in the bio on whatever platform you're listening to this shit on. Oh, in the, in the description, all that shit will be there. But I'm just trying to get through this shit, man. Like, yeah, I fucked up. And, like, I guess, like, technically I have been, like, sexually assaulted, but I, I didn't make a big deal out of it. Like, I was in Dominican a few months ago, and, like, bitches was, like, grabbing my dick and shit. I'm like, hey, girl, chill, chill, chill. You know what I'm saying? And that shit, you know, ain't right. It shouldn't be done. But I was like, yo, we in a bar and shit, and, you know, they just being little hoes and shit or whatever. Forty dollar. <laughs> and I was like, man, 
I was like, that shit wasn't right or whatever. But being in a workplace, being in like the most vulnerable position with your dick out pissing and people taking pictures of you, like that shit ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Should have never happened, regardless of the fact. You know. And then they try to maybe make a a hypothesis on why she did that. Maybe she was trying to identify you or something like that. I'm like, identify me for what? Like, I didn't know the restroom was being serviced. You know what I'm saying? She didn't do her job and put the flag up. But I'm like, regardless of the fact, you know, she could ask me what my name was or something. Like, don't fucking take a picture of me in the bathroom. Like, I feel like the only time, like, that shit is, like, acceptable, like, if you're in front of the mirror and you take a picture by yourself or, like, y'all taking, like, a little group picture in the mirror or whatever. Or if you give somebody the phone and say, hey, take a picture of me right now in the bathroom. Okay, yeah, but when your dick is out and you pissing and you don't know somebody and you're at work, don't be fucking taking pictures of them. And, like, I told work and, and HR and shit, like, my exact words was, there's a lot of freaky-ass people in this world. I don't need pictures of me with my dick out pissing to hit the internet and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to get no fame or get no type of attention off some bullshit like that. Like, I want the attention from, like, the shit that I'm doing, like, with the podcast and shit like that. Like, I don't want to be known for that. Like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Your dick was out at work. Like, nah, nah. Like, I don't want that shit, you know. And like I said in the video, like, if I wanted my dick to be all over the internet, I would have started OnlyFans. And I ain't got no OnlyFans, so I don't want the world to see my dick. But, yeah. Well, I feel bad for you, bro. Appreciate uh, And I hope it goes well. You know, um, I'm sure you you got favor in it. And, and, and hopefully the thing ain't all over the internet, you know what I'm saying? But, you know. Yeah, man. But uh, you know, um, yeah, men do get sexually assaulted too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and so you know, it all depends on how we handle the situation because you know, a lot of times they think that women are the only ones to get sexually assaulted. No, it happens. You know, it happens. You know, it happens too to men. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, it's uh, you know, it's a tough situation, man. But yeah. but uh, you know, I'm sure it'll go well for you and um. And uh, I hope that you being able to vent right now was able to help, you know, you know, get some things off your chest. And, you know, I you know, I do recommend going on stress leave from work. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you'll be all right, man. So if you ever need to talk about something, you know, you know, I mean, I'd rather not talk about your dick. <laughs> you know Me you either. Know, you know, but, you know, shit, you know, I'm here to, you know, if you need to vent, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, but, uh, it, you know, it, for the men who have been sexually harassed out there, you know, take, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your mentals, because, you know, like, you know, like you did say, it is Mental Health Awareness Month and, 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 you know, sexual harassment does cause an infringement on, on one's mental moral fiber right. when it, when it comes down to their basic you know, needs and things like that. So, so definitely, you know. Definitely, uh, I don't know, you know, take care of your mentals and continue to, um, you know, keep your dick in your pants, I guess. <laughs> Man, I might have to get some, like, fucking Depends or some shit and just, like, piss on myself at work. Just so I know ain't nobody gonna spy on me. <laughs> I'm sure there are probably some folks already out there where they <laughs> Yeah, man. You know. 
But yeah, Maria, man, you fucked up, man. You little stupid bitch. So I'm hoping that you lost your job off that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what your intentions was or pleasure, but, you know, it's fucked up. And I hope all the bad shit, you know, happens to you and you are punished and penalized to the fullest, fullest extent. And on this podcast, you are buried, Maria. You just got buried, you little punk ass bitch. So yeah, and y'all, you know, I'm sorry to start like the first like 28 minutes off with that type of shit, but it that shit had been on my fucking brain and my heart and my spirit for a minute, and I needed to talk about that shit, you know, mainly to you know share my story and like spread awareness and you know let folks know like shit like that happens, you know. They took down Harvey Weinstein. Jeffrey Epps, uh, Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Cosby, you know what I'm saying? I need to take down Maria. <laughs> yeah. I just hey, said, you, you know what? They're trying to take down T.I. right now, too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let me tell you, man. T.I., he in the city right now, you know, uh, in L.A. I just caught a flight from Atlanta to uh, L.A., and I ran I ran into T.I. on a flight. Yeah. You know, ran into him. You know, he was coming off the flight, you know, jumping in the Porsche uh, right through the gate. So uh, I had opportunity to. To share some positivity gives in his ear, and he gave me some back. What'd you say to him? You know what I mean, you know, I, I told him, my, you know, who I am. You know, I told him my mission. I showed him the sign. Uh huh. Of course, the I see greatness in you sign, and uh, you know, he's seen it a couple times actually. That's what's up? And um, and uh, you can tell he was in a rush. He was in a he was in a real different place. You know, he told me to you know keep up the movement, keep going forward. It's all love. You know, and I told him, of course, you know, I see greatness in you, you know, and some couple of the positive words. Right. You know, um, it's tough, though, man. It's tough because it's like it's like with all these allegations and things coming out, you know, you, you don't want to doubt any woman or man mm-hmm. you know, who says that they have been, you know, sexually assaulted or have uh, 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 allegations against someone else. You know, so it, it's tough, you know, but, you know, you have to kind of look at it is it's like, you know, like when it comes to like Bill Cosby, I, you know, I had to struggle. Bill Cosby was someone I looked up to. Right. You know, and, you know, for them to come back after years later, you know, and say there was an issue, you know, for, um, for, uh, for, um, uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein, you know, this stuff, you know, some. It's so weird, man. It's like sometimes you can just, and I'm not saying this is a judgment, but sometimes you can just feel like the vibe of a person, uh-huh. you know, and understand, you know, our natural intuition states that, you know, oh man, this person is creepy, you know, or, or, you know, things like that, you know, and you kind of get that with some people, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, you know, but you know, you're not, you're in a, a different tax bracket. So you don't, you know, you don't really know the ulterior motives of everyone that you're dealing with. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, but then again, Bill Cosby spent, you know, plenty of time in uh, the Playboy Mansion. Right. You know, he was a, you know, he was a all American. He was the number one American black father on television, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, it's like, um, you just don't, you know, you just don't, you know, you don't see how that could, come up years and years later you know so i'm like man i sure hope uh you know it works out for the best man yeah yeah. some of these people them ti you know and even though the you know hopefully you know 
if it's true, you know, I'm just, you know, say a prayer for everybody. And, but, you know, I hope it's not, you know. Right. Because, like I said, I, I like T.I. You know yeah, me, me too. I ran into T.I. a few times, you know, and, you know, and, and I got respect. You know what I mean? But then again, you can't disrespect, you know, the women by saying, it's kind of like with your situation. You know, it's like, you don't know, you know, you wouldn't want somebody to come up and doubt your situation. And I'm sure you had had, you know, say, oh, man, you're a man. You know, ain't no woman going to do that. You know, that kind of made you feel like belittled. You know what right. I mean? You know, you don't want to do that to the women who've been involved in the situation. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, you know, you just got to let the chips fall. Yeah, and that shit, like, triggered a lot of shit from, like, my childhood. You know, I got abused physically by one of my mom's boyfriends. I and yeah, I talked about it on the podcast a long time ago. And, like, the school got involved. And CPS got involved, but, like, nothing came from it. And I was like, damn, nobody gives a fuck. Like, y'all just going to let this shit happen? And, like, I felt the same way that I did, you know, when I was, like, 13. Mm, so. mm, mm. I see it. And it's things like that. Yeah, they can definitely stir up some things like that, man. And um, and and uh, it's it's tough, bro. I mean, it's like, I'm, one, I'm sorry that you went through that. And then, two, I see how that can re-trigger, you know, what, you, what you've been going through. Yeah. You know, Sorry to hear that, bro. Appreciate it. We'll talk about like some more like low point shit, and then we'll get to the funny. Hey, you, you did you hear that Paul Mooney died today? I did, man. Yeah. You know he was he was he was a uh, an asshole. He was an asshole. He was he an was asshole a, to me. You, you met him before? <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. Tell, tell me about that. Shit, this was like maybe like two thousand seven. Yeah, 2007 or something. Or was it 2008? It may have been like 2007, 2008. I was out here doing some shit. I still lived in Kentucky at the time. And me and my boys and shit was like in Hollywood and shit and walking and seeing them. Where did I beat them come from? No, I don't know. And we seen them and shit and like hollered at him and he was just so fucking rude and just a fucking dickhead. And like, I liked his comedy and shit, but as a person, I was like, man, fuck him. And then, like, shortly afterwards, I'm pretty sure that one of his sons smashed my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but then again, who ain't smashed my mom? But oh, fucking, wow. <laughs> fuck, it is what it is. Because, like, one day, she was talking about, yeah, I'm talking to this one guy. She's like, you know Paul Mooney? I said, yeah, fuck him. Well, so why you say yeah? I'm like, cause he's a fucking asshole. I met him when I was in LA. Mm. And she's like, oh yeah, I've been talking to a son. I'm like, oh, it's like I thought he was gay. I didn't know he had sons and shit. And but yeah, man, he passed away. He was fucking funny as shit. You know, wrote for a lot of people, Richard Pryor, different little shows and shit. But as a person, he wasn't the nicest motherfucker around. And and then so I have this thing called I have a list of. All the people that I reached out to to ask them to do the podcast, and they either told me, yeah, they would do it, and then fucking stunted on me and reneged on their word, and then other people who I reached out to who read the message and ignored me. And one of them people on the list died the other day, you know? So I'm yeah. going to talk about, you know, I'm going to say his name and all this little shit. If you ain't a wrestling fan, you're not going to know him, probably. But a uh, New Jack, he's a, 
He got really big in like ECW back in like mid late nineties, early two thousands and shit. And Vice TV has a show called Dark Side of the Ring. And last year they did a whole episode about him. And I watched it. And then I watched it again a few weeks ago. And yeah, he died last week of a of a heart attack. Same thing I think Pa Mooney died of. You know, and yeah, like I was a I was a fan of a new Jack and uh, you know, I'm still, you know, liked him and shit, but I was like, Yeah, that's fucked up, bro. All you had to do is be like, No, nah, I don't wanna do it or yes. And then maybe like six months ago, somebody had posted something in like a little wrestling group. Like somebody asked him to do a podcast or something and was going to pay him like maybe between like two and $600 or some shit. I was like, I'm not giving no fucking money to to fucking do this shit. I want you to come in here because you want to. I'm not paying nobody for shit. But yeah, man, New Jack, you know, he passed away. So rest in peace to them two gentlemen and shit, man, you know. Y'all had an effect on the world, a lot of people, you know. Y'all did great work, so hopefully, man, y'all can find some peace. You know, sucks y'all died. Mm, yeah, man. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Man, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I know he I know he was born in Shreveport, Louisiana. A lot of my family from Shreveport. Who, Paul? Yep. Oh, okay. And um and uh yeah, I you know what? I, I, I appreciated some of his comedy. Yeah. You know, a couple of the movies and stuff that he was in and things like that. You know, he did he came to Detroit a lot. Okay. Um, you know, he was he was uh you know friends with Coco, the uh, comedian. You know, who's a great friend of mine. Um, Coco Brown? No, no. Who's Coco. Uh, Coco. Uh, 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 she's great, man. She did a lot of stuff on BET. She did a lot of stuff. Uh, like uh, she got a, a comedy like hall in Detroit. You know, she's one of the top DJs in Detroit. Okay. Uh, great person, man. Great follower of mine. Shout out Coco. Okay. Uh, And a great person, man, and along with other great comedians in Detroit. You know, I know, you know, uh, even my boy Poetic, you know, he was on the flyer with my boy Poetic. He's a spoken word. Um, uh, he's a great dude, too, man. So he spent a lot of time in Detroit. Hell yeah. You know, Detroit, Detroit receives a lot of people well, you know. That's what's up. So, man, tell us what you've been up to. All right, so for those who, who haven't heard you, like, on the previous episodes, can you give them a rundown of, of what you do and your quote in the sign? Absolutely. Um, well, I appreciate you asking, bro. Uh, my name is Terrence. I'm Terrence Bernie from Detroit, Michigan, but I live in Los Angeles. And I serve a purpose that is great, man. You know, I prayed. You know, I got my purpose. And my purpose is to travel to the world and spread positivity to blocks negativity before evil happens. And so I go from the gutter to the – and the way what, what Snoop tell me, he'd be like, yo, Terrence, go from the streets to the suites. Right, you know, you know, so I go from where it's it's it's, it, it, it's crazy, you know, me and the sign and, and me and the movement, and and I spread positivity that that uh you know that blocks negativity before evil happens. Um, I have a nonprofit organization called We See Greatness in You. So far this year, we've put close to fifty thousand boxes of food and water in the neighborhoods. Um, uh. Uh, via via New Era Detroit, and and you know my 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 brother, my my great friend man Stephen Jackson, um, his brother was George Floyd, and and but ever since 2016 we we've been we've been to Flint and all over the country man, um, 
In the last year, we've been to 17 cities and states delivering food, positivity, you know, um, you know, uh, and things like that. You know, I've, I've, I've defused. And actually, we've been out you know, yeah, together. You we know? went to a couple of protests. We did some couple of protests together, you know, uh, hit the streets, you know. Um, and we gave the food to the, the folk on Skid Row the day after Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Sure I talked did. about that shit on here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's big, man. We, we, yeah, we, put, we put food and we put, you know, positivity in the hood. So, you know. You know, it's, it's it's what we do, and and I, you know, I just I started started a nonprofit here in uh, Los Angeles, and you know, I'm just excited about the, the ability to continue to to serve my purpose and open up many doors and help provide resources and, and positivity for for people, man, because I know they need it. It's bigger than it's way bigger than me, right? You know, um, kind of like I showed you before, man. The message is getting all over the world now, you know, um. And so that that's kind of the gist of it, man. Just to spread positivity, and and just create, you know, uh, you know, um, an avenue for people to receive resources, right? You know, and 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 I've been I've been a master at that over the last ten years. Hell yeah! And he goes all over, you know, the country, you know, with this sign that says, "I see greatness in you." And like the first time I seen him and shit, I seen the sign, I was like. Hmm, I wonder what this is about and shit. You know, we started talking and all that, and you you damn near take that sign everywhere you go. Dang near, yeah. <laughs> Dang near, man. Dang near. You know what? It's like, it's like I feel like I'm a superhero, right? You know, I feel that, I feel that, that uh, I feel that it's like my shield, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like when people see it, it's like a laser. You know, and so when they see it, they, you know, they stop fighting. They they stop, you know, I, I'd have been in situations a couple times, man, where people were shooting guns and, you know, I just jump out with the siren. You know, I you know, get on my knees like, yo, y'all need to stop, please. Just stop. They stop. I broke up fights before with the siren. Yeah, I seen a video at a concert. There was a fight and you like came out of nowhere with the sign and shit. Mm-hmm. What concert was that? That was Big Sean's concert. Where at? In Detroit. Okay, okay. And Big Sean, was, you know, uh, he was just getting ready to come out stage. And he's, it was so funny. Before that, there were, it was it was, a, it was a black dude getting stomped on by two white cops outside of the venue. Uh-huh. He was in handcuffs. They was kicking his brother. And they was just, they, they were just, it was, it was violent, bro. And I'm like, y'all can't be doing that. So I jumped in between the cops and... In between the brother and I showed the sign. Now it takes a lot of balls to do something like that, right? But you got to make the next move before you make the first move. That's how you make the best move. Make any move. I've been planting this seed all across the country for years. I go anywhere. Cops come. Cops know who I am. And one, I'm not. I'm never out there dressed like no bum, right? Never. I'm. I'm out there. Rasheed Wallace. He gave me over two hundred fifty thousand dollars in clothes. I remember you told me at like the first time we had met, and you said you gave a lot of that shit away. I did. I gave over seventy percent because it was too much for me to keep myself. Right. And I also have a philosophy that no man or woman becomes rich unless he or she enriches others. If you haven't received the things in your life that you know you deserve, it's probably because you haven't given the things you know you owe. In order to receive more, one must give more. Right. I see greatness in you. So, so of course I kept the majority of the suits. Yeah. You know the things that would fit me well. The suits. The the All Star Game jerseys, hell yeah! You know the, uh, the 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 custom shirts, you know the custom ties, you know. Of 
course, I kept as much of it, but you know, I couldn't keep you know too much of everything because at the time I was in a one bedroom apartment, you know, um, and I was and all of a sudden, you know, it was too, too just too much, you know, it was just too much. But I, that's how you know, like when you serve your purpose, your cup will run over, you know. So, but okay. who who was you giving that to? Because what y'all like six nine six ten. So was you giving it to a lot of tall motherfuckers or just Absolutely. average people? It, okay. it was a lot. It was a lot of uh, high school athletes. Okay. You know, um, some uh, college freshmen, college you know college athletes. Yeah. You know, I gave some suits away to them. Um, I put it out on my social media, asking people, you know, if they uh. They were, you know, my size that they needed. And it was surprisingly, you know, it, it was dope because it allowed me to meet a lot more big fellas. Okay. You know, um, and put some clothes in their closet, you know, and, and, and you know, she'd appreciated that. You know, I appreciated that. Um, they appreciated that. It was, uh, it, it was great, man. It was great. You know, so, um, so I was like, I was like, man, that's, uh, you know, that was great. So, uh. So I'm not out there on the street, you know, with, uh, you know, in, in no bum clothes. Right. Um, and so police know that. They see that in a difference. And I I always wear dog tags, right? I have not served in the military, the army, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. When they ask me who I serve, you know, I serve the Lord. Right. You know, so so they, you know, but when they see it, you know, it is a, it is a, I have another philosophy that I do. That's You probably see me with my hair. My hair is like, you know, I can make my hair look real Wow, like I call it wings, you know, I put yeah. my hair with some wings, right? Yeah, because I remember like you had like a ball fade, but then like a little, like a like kind of like mohawk type of little shit, like just coming on the side. Right. Yeah. Right. It's um, it's part of my philosophy: disturb, distract, and deliver. Uh huh. Right. You know, reason like why, like why we feel, and you've been you know been out with folks before, so you know what we get into. You know, so so it's a it's a it's a um. Taekwondo and Jiu-Jitsu, you know, philosophy. Okay. You know, if I can get you off your balance, you know, distract it a little bit, then I can deliver a blow. Now, you know, when I say disturb, distract, and deliver, if I get your, I can get your attention, you know, and I got you distracted looking at my hair. Right. Right. Now you are open inadvertently to listen to whatever the fuck I got to say. Right. You know, and, and that's been working with me. You know, that's been working for me. Um, and so, so, so I am, I am, you know, so I use the dog tags, you know, police all the time. They see it. What? Hey, you know, oh, we can't shoot. We can't do nothing. This dude, this dude's in the military. This dude's part of the military. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you know, now I have never served in the military. You know, I've never been any army or anything like that, you know, but I do keep my boots shine and I do keep, uh, some cargo pants on and I do keep my dog tags on and. And I am a fully trained bodyguard. You know, I was trained by threat management. Uh, I know how to kill people if I need if they need to be killed, but okay. I don't want it to get to that. <clears throat> right. You know. Um, so let's just say I know how to defend myself. Yeah. You know, um, and others around me. You know, I'm I'm a natural protector of the community. And, you know, and, and you know, like 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 you are. We have these. We have the same. We have the same thing um, about us. So. So I um so they you know they were stumping on the dude, and I jumped up between them. It's two white officers, and uh, uh, you know I said, man, we, we, I said we need y'all. I said we love y'all. That's part of my deterrent. When, uh-huh. I, when I tell them that we love y'all, you know, and, and I got this one on video too. 
you can see the guy's whole demeanor down. Uh, he was an alpha. You know, I'm 6'9", 250. I'm an alpha too. You know, but but the beta female who was around, you know, who was stuck in the alpha world, she got upset because I didn't probably show no love her way. Right? Okay. So she was the one yelling. You can hear her in the video as well. So after I get them from stumping this brother out, I run into the concert hall. Now, I just happen to see the the um uh, security guy, you know. Now, here's another ph- philosophy of mine is uh, I pray, survey, make a friend, then attack, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I get into every venue. I just got into Grammys. I just got into the uh, Philadelphia game uh, the other day. No ticket, no nothing. You know, I got different tactics. I used to game, <laughs> you, know, you know. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how last time I paid for a ticket, bro. It's, it's, it's freaking crazy. Yeah. It's amazing, cause I, but I know that God needs me there to deliver my message and, and open up his doors. Right. So, so uh, in that process of me praying, surveying, making a friend, and attack, you know, I already knew about everything that was going on outside of that outside of that uh, arena before it happened, right? So I, and it just so happens that the security guard who's working the nearest gate, right outside of that incident, shout out Big Wayne, who's currently Sada Baby's manager, right? Okay, he, yeah. I was in the studio the other day with Sada Baby, and he come to he come to Louisville a lot. I think yeah. he matter of fact, he shot a video in Louisville and that shit was like like all the ratchet bitches in the city showed up to that video. Like it may have been like one or two cute ones and like it was ghetto as shit. Like they was like serving like some there was a photographer there and the pictures that he posted, like, oh man, they, them chicks was getting drugged. Like, oh the worst of the worst from the city showed up to that video. Man. <laughs> Go ahead. Man, you know <laughs> but you know what's so funny? Um, yeah. You know why Detroit folks be in Louisville. Yeah, they moving that dope and shit. Well, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> you already know. It's easy. Whatever they come out of Detroit, man, go for yeah. double. They go for double down in Louisville. That was, you know, I got some stories for you, man. Before I was issues, man, before I was greatness, I was issues, right? Yeah. I'm the Lord, I'm in Detroit, they know me as the Lord of Linwood and the Prince of Puritan. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You know, and so, so I know what goes down in Louisville. You know yeah. what I mean? Shout out to my brothers, my brothers D, my brother Shy. My brother Louie and all them, you know what I mean? I had to come down to Louisville to get them out of jail. Yeah. You know I mean? So I'm like, so, because uh, they don't play down there in Louisville. And what's the thing with Louisville, bro? A lot of them dudes down there, a lot of the black dudes, they only mess with like white girls. You said they don't? They only mess with white girls. Oh, uh, it's mixed and shit yeah. out there. Yeah. When I was in the court, man, I seen it. I was, it was all, it was, that was the only one <laughs> to hold them down was the white girls. I remember, like, back in the day, they was like, man, because it was like a wave of Detroit motherfuckers coming to Louisville, and they was like, yo, you got to watch these Detroit motherfuckers. They grimy as shit. Hey, they hustle. They will yeah. take your spot. They will take your girl. They will take your mama. Just robbing. This like, scandalous they, they take, shit. T. Grizzly. T. Grizzly got caught in Louisville. No, in Lexington. Yeah, yeah, Lexington. Yeah, robbing the jewelry stores and shit. jewelry stores. Robbing the rolling. Robbing the robbing the rollies with the rolling on. Yeah. He took, like, 20-something rollies out that joint. You know what I mean? Like... Cause like back in the day, if they found out you was from Detroit, they wasn't trying to fuck with you. Cause they get like, oh, we can't trust these motherfuckers, man. Hey, I, I, I know the stories, man. Yeah, hey, hey, you, you down there with Michigan plates, bro. On your head, bro. <laughs> you know that Detroit hat, bro. Is on there, but then the Cartier glasses, bro. You know if yeah. you down there talking about what up though, you know what I mean? They, uh-huh. oh, you ain't, you know, nah. We know where you from. <laughs> so, 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 uh, I guess back to the story. So I get, so I get, um. Uh, I run into you know uh, uh, I run into um, this, this, uh, 
the concert hall, the venue, right? Now, I got two rules. Once I get in, because like I said, I get it with no ticket. Uh-huh. So that means I can't stop nowhere, right? I'm like a freaking ninja, you know? So I, I got two. You you go to the top or you go all the way to the bottom, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm going straight to the concert hall. And I'm 6'9", 250. I can't hide. Right. You know what I mean? I can't hide. So I go to the top. And I mean, I go to the middle of the, the concert hall and how ironic now that I just stopped a brother from being stumped on, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, now it's two, uh, white boys is being jumped on by, by a mob of brothers, right? Okay. In the middle of the concert. I'm there right on time. And so I box out, like I said, I'm six, nine, two fifty, six, nine, two sixty. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I I box out the um the brothers who was who was on the dude. Okay. The dudes, they get up and next thing you know and next thing you know, um um you know, uh, I pull out the sign and as you saw in the video, the whole demeanor, the whole club changed. It was thousands of people in there. Right. You know, they went from being wondering is it going world star, all that kind of fight stuff like this and that. To, to look at this dude, man. You know he brought out this sign. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, he's I, I changed the whole temperature of the club right uh-huh. then and there. And that's what I and that's what I've been studying is how to change the morale and the demeanor of people and the whole club and stuff like that and things. You know, just in general, with the power of words and energy. Right. And it's so weird because that that was called a Denali moment, right? So I'm Terrence, Terrence Bernie. I'm the one that's working on greatness, building greatness. But the the spirit that comes through me is called Denali. Okay. Right? So Denali in Arabic language means the great mountain that oversees all and speaks and shines full of positivity. Right? Okay. And it was so weird on how I was able to identify that as my name and who I am. So so my brother, shout out uh, Morris Peterson. Um, uh, you may be familiar with a basketball player, uh, one of the greats played at Toronto, Michigan State. Um, he'll be a Hall of Famer one day. Okay. And uh, shout out Ben Wallace, my boy. He just got his Hall of Fame. Shout out Chris Webb too. Well, both of my people. Oh yeah, yeah. I did see Ben Wallace at Hall of Fame now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's my guy, man. We got a lot of great Ben Wallace stories, man. So, um, great, great brother, really great brother, man. Um, and so, and so, um, so. So, so I I break up the fight, and it's it's so weird because in the video you, I'm sure you see the light shining in the background, like the stage light. It's so weird, you know. That's how you know. That's how I know it was, it was, I'm sent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And people are like, oh man, your hair look like those are devil horns. <laughs> if you see that in me, you know what I mean. Then that means there's something a reflection in you. Yeah. You know what I mean, to me, it's an angelic horn, you know, angelic wings. You know what right. I mean? Cause I'm I can fly. Cause I one first of all, I dress fly, you know what I'm saying. And then yeah. two, I'm six nine two fifty. I used to dunk on anybody, you know. Uh, shout out to Doctor Levine, you know. He got my knee together, you know what I mean. After I you know, messed it up, but you know, and the stem cells they shot me with today, I, um, or they rubbed me down with. That's amazing. And so, so I'm um, so, so, I know that it's not me. So. And like you witnessed it, like we've been out and like you've seen, like, you know, you know, I didn't stop, you know, police from beating on people in LA and riots and stuff like that and all this stuff. And and it's just it's just amazing that I can identify 
myself with that's who I am. So my man's Mo Pete, he calls me up. He go, you know, he started a restaurant in Flint. I drive up from Detroit to Flint. This was about about an hour, hour forty five, about forty five minutes away to an hour. And I go to the restaurant. I meet two of his business owners, and he. A lot of people introduce me as greatness. Oh, this is my man's greatness. It's greatness. So he says. He says, "I want to introduce you guys to uh, my business partner. Um, I, I, I want to introduce my business partners to you." So we make the introduction, and he says, "This is my boy, greatness, man. He's great. He does all these great things." And they were shocked. They was like, "Oh, yo, we were just looking at at the word greatness in our language on what it meant." Uh, yesterday and you know they told me the definition you know and I was like wow you know that's that's me yeah. you know I mean Denali you know that word's greatness and other means Denali I said oh man so so weird man like when I'm getting ready to have a Denali moment I see the word Denali right it could be on the and you rarely see the word Denali anywhere right but it's so weird because I have some let's say like like clothing and things like that that Say Denali on it, and um, and it is, and and it is um, it's so weird when I'm about to do something, all of a sudden I see, oh dang, Denali, right? Uh Um, for instance, uh, 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 me, uh, my lady Crystal, um, and my boy Andy Devola. From, uh, he's an actor from Knock Around. He was in Knock Around Guys. He's been in movies with Al Pacino. He's been in movies with um, uh, uh, Robert De Niro. Uh, all he's an Italian, all those Italian movies and stuff okay. like that. He's, he's, he's been in those movies, right? So, so he's witnessed a couple of Denali moments before. Once was with uh, Snoop Dogg, right? Snoop has become a great friend of mine, and. One day, one day, uh, my boy Lazarus, he's a uh, he shout out. He's 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 a um, he's a he's he's a he's a rapper. He's um, and a doctor, but he's okay. a, a, a a Muslim rapper, you know. And you know he's great. He's done songs with everybody from from Red Man was he just did something recently. Red Man just did something recently with the uh, um uh. All kind of great people, you know, and so, so he says, uh, you know, Laz says, hey, you want to come to um, uh, L.A. to come see Snoop just before I moved, because he wanted to meet Snoop and he knew I knew Snoop, uh-huh. and I didn't, I didn't have Snoop's number at the time, so I said, all right, bet, let's go. So I go to, I come to L.A. I, you know, do the same thing, you know, did, of course didn't buy no ticket, pray, survey, made a friend in the text, and. I had the sign with me showing I'm up. I make my way to the front of the stage. I'm showing the sign. I gets no love, all concert, no love. Right. I wait, I go around right, to the end of the concert. I got a crew with me. I go around to the end of the, um, I go around to the, uh, to the back. It's about an hour after the show. You know, my whole thing is keep moving forward. I'm going to make it. I'm I, if I'm here, I gotta gotta serve my mission, right? Yeah. So I go around to the uh, to the back. Next thing you know, uh, security comes and they try to kick me out, right? And I knew the security; they knew me. But shit, when you in L.A. and Snoop is around, they do not play, right? 
right? So, so they see I had the board, and as you see, like I got a couple of them up here right now. Um, they uh, they say, oh, you want me to have Snoop sign this for you or something? Snoop's signature was already on the board, right? Uh-huh. I said, yeah, sure, I'm gonna sign it, take it, something, right? So he takes Snoop the board, and he says, uh, he says, uh. Uh, Snoop comes back out and he says, man, I knew you would have been cool. You know what I mean? So he said, come on back. You know what I mean? So let me back Snoop, 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 get in. Snoop was talking to some Crips back there. And he says, he said, this, it's, it's so weird. I walked in the room. He said, this is the dude I was talking about the other day, y'all. This is the most positive brother I know. Snoop said it or one of the Crips said it? Snoop said it. Okay. But he said, he was telling this. He said, this is him. This is him. He right here. He right here. You know, this dude like a superhero. Uh-huh. Right, boy, I was, I was, Snoop Dogg said this about you? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. damn. I'm like, all right, man. So, so, um, so Snoop, so, uh, so we just got to talking and kicking and gave me his number. But it's so weird because right before I went back there, it was a black truck that pulled up, right? Uh-huh. You know, it was a Denali. Okay. Right? And so, so Andy, he witnessed that. He was like, man, wow, wow. So, about two weeks ago, the, the Oscars were here in L.A. Right. And so I called him up. Of course, no ticket. You know what I mean? Nothing like that. I said, yo, bro, Andy, let's go to the Oscars. Yeah. Right? So me, my girl, him, we go pick up. We go to the Oscars. And same philosophy, pray, survey, make a friend, and attack. They just happen to be at Union Station. Okay. Now, I know Union Station like the back of my hand. I you know I stay a, about a mile away from Union Station, and you know at the job you know I could catch a bus and it drops me right off at the door. I ain't got to worry about no employee parking. By the time and by the time I get from Union Station there, it's about the same amount of time that I would get from employee parking and take that bus and go to the you know to the drop off at the door of the gig. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I go there, and and um so we go. You know, uh, I, I had a homie, his name Charles Allen. You know, he worked at the, the flyaway spot. So that was my friend. You know what I mean? And you know, he said, man, I, he said, man, so, you know, you came to the right guy. He took me around to the back. And, bro, it was this big truck in the back that said Denali. But it wasn't a regular Denali. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a, like a, uh, it was like a, a Denali. Um, it was like a special kind of Denali truck, right? Yeah. And it was just, it was just, uh, it was just amazing to see that you know I was I was in the right, I was in the right area at the right time, you know, and I was able to to get back there. So we, so you know, we kind of you know, and I'm I'm big on following the light. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. I am the light, and and um and we end up uh, going back and just doing, you know, we we got in, so we we you know we we went around, and and I, I'm big on like creating like a team of people uh-huh. to go with the flow, because uh, you know when it's a lot of people, like you can kind of do a lot, you know, and um. Right here, see that right there? Okay, yeah. Look at that. What's the odds you see a truck like that? Right. You know what I mean? But you see the light though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that's how I know I'm going in the right. That's 
you see, you feel the calling. You know, I, right. mean, I get goosebumps. You see, there's goosebumps right now, bro. Because <laughs> I love when knowledge, when the spirit of knowledge comes, right? Right. I'm fearless. I'm always naturally fearless. You know what I mean? I make mm-hmm. it nervous, but it's definitely nervous and fearless. You know, it takes a lot of balls to kind of go, go and do this. You know, shout out to my lady, man, because she. She's never seen nothing like this before. She just goes with the flow. She's like, okay, daddy, come on. I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to go. I know you're going to yeah. go. And Andy, you know, so you want to be around a team of people who don't have any doubt. Right. You know, because, you know, if somebody's around me doubting, get the fuck away. Right. You know what I mean? I don't need none of that. So, we, so we, we're so we going, we're trying to figure out which hole can we can kind of get into. And we run into this uh, couple. Um, uh, the lady, she was dressed like a fashion designer. And her boyfriend was dressed as a security guard, okay. right? So, and he had like he had an earpiece and everything, right? He was, um, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing on how he was like set up, right? Uh, so I said, all right, big fella, I said you're gonna be the bodyguard, you know what <laughs> I mean? I said you're gonna be the fashion designer, you know what I mean? The ladies, y'all gonna be the models, you know, and and I'm gonna be some big celebrity, right? Right. So so we just got we just got in, we we linked up. And we, we kept on, we went to the, the side door, and I knew the side door because I had walked in that door a thousand times to get to work, to get on the bus. And we just, it was two security guards right there, and they, they when they saw us walking, they said, hey, hey, hey. 99 times out of 10, I got headphones in, right? Uh-huh. I got headphones in, that's an excuse for they can't hear me. I can't hear you. I can't hear you, right? Right. They, I'm gonna see how far I can get before I, you know, you get me, right? And if there's an, if there's a lot of people coming through, you're just gonna be like, screw it, let them go, right? You gotta, but you gotta have balls to do that, right? So, so we um, so we uh, so we got in, and we got to walking, and I told the crew, I said, y'all just keep moving forward, right? Just keep moving forward. That's one of my mantras. Just keep moving forward. And we made it to the to the middle of the red carpet and everything. And by the time we made it to the middle of the red carpet, bro, Andy Spots, uh, his dude name is um, uh, Steven Summerberg. He's, he produced the Grammys. He produced Oceans 11, 12, 13, Italian Job, all kind of movies like that, right? Uh-huh. I'm sure so he could definitely appreciate the, you know, <laughs> what we were doing. And and it was, um, it was. He saw him at the right there, and as soon as you see the producer at the Oscars, you're good. And you guys are having a conversation, ain't nobody's in no security, ain't going nothing's gonna bother you. You know what I mean? And that was just perfect. Everything lines up. This lines up so perfect, bro. And so that was another Denali moment, man. And and it just it just worked. Uh, now, oh, now back to the Big Sean story. So after I broke that fight up. The little, the little white security lady, I mean, a police officer who was stumping on a dude, yeah, right, because I got all that shit on camera. And who was stumping on a dude? <clears throat> she had, she had, um, she had a, uh, she was, she was chasing me, but when I when I boxed out the crowd and the whole crowd went crazy, it kind of boxed her out the way. And so, like I said, I got two rules: go all the way up or go all the way down, right. So if I go all the way up, I can see out the window and maybe I can get somewhere right. if I need to. If I go all the way down, there's usually an exit door somewhere, you know, so I can figure I can figure it out. So I go up all the way up, and this was at the Masonic Temple in Michigan. 
in Detroit. And all of a sudden, the only door that I can go into, it was a dressing room. I go in the dressing room, it was Big Sean dressing room. Yeah. Right? And but the, I know the police was looking for me. So I had to just chill and just chill in the dressing room, right? So I chill in the dressing room till the end of the concert until I hear these people walking up these old ass stairs, right? Big Sean was being escorted by Big Wayne, the security guard who I seen earlier. Who tried to kick you out. No, no, no. Security guard didn't try to kick me out. Okay. I thought no, the police. Okay. The police was going to do something for me to me because I had I one I had I had messed up their investigation, you know, by stopping them from whooping their ass. You know what I mean? But I broke the mail down. But the woman, she was the one that was trying to get me. No, no. No, the security guard was it, that was my man's. Okay. You know, and um the uh uh the DJ, the head DJ for that concert, right? Uh-huh. Was Dr. Darius. You know, he was a he's shout out to my brother Dr. Darius. So he actually was the one who filmed me breaking up the fight, right? In the video you say, Who needs security when you got the greatness guy around? You know what I mean? So so they uh <laughs> They, they, uh, you know, as soon as they see me upstairs, and I'm so glad it was my people's, you know, because I was literally in the dressing room. He had all this, like, he had chains and he had, you know, uh, Louis bags and stuff like that, you know what I mean? All upper echelon, Big Sean shit, you know, and and so they introduced me to Big Sean at that moment. They was like, this is Terrence. He the one that broke up the fight before the club. If it wasn't for him, they might have shut it down, you know what I mean? Big Sean, he showed me some love. Um, Darius, because he know me, and Wayne, he know me, so they was geek. They was like, man, you, this is what you know, this is what he do, you know, what I mean? this is what yeah. he do. So it, it it worked out right on time, man. That was another Denali moment, man. Hell yeah. So it's uh, so it's great, man. So yeah, I appreciate you asking, bro. Hell yeah. Today is May nineteenth, and across the country, a lot of McDonald's workers were supposed to strike today. Did they? I've I heard I heard about it yesterday. They were supposed to strike today. I don't know if they did it, but they was like, there was supposed to be like rallies and and shit like that. I think because they wanted like more money or some shit like that. I heard they got like an increase. I heard they started paying them like between like fifteen to eighteen an hour at McDonald's. Yeah, and um, I heard so, they got better benefits now, and they got college um uh, like tuition reimbursement. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Hey, if y'all need that gig, go get it. You know what I'm saying? Because back in the day, they used to shit on motherfuckers like, oh, you don't finish school, I guess you'll be working at McDonald's. I'm like, shit, there's a little some benefits at McDonald's. Hey, 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 hey. That sounds like McDonald's paying better than, uh, because they, you know what, they, you know, first off, you can't be that greedy. Yeah. Or, you know, you're the number one franchise, you know, restaurant in the world. Um, you know, you know what makes them one of the richest companies in the world, right? What does? The real estate. McDonald's owns the most real estate. Oh yeah, because they like on every other block and shit. Yeah, they own yeah. They, they own the most real estate out of everybody. You know? Okay, so so they have more more uh, uh, real estate capacity than any other you know business or company or corporation in the world. You know, so that's where they that's in the majority. So they learned how to withdraw and get equity out of their locations. You know, to the tunes of millions. You know, you know, so you know, it's chump change on what they're making via the food sales. Right. I mean, they, but that real estate is, is is where they is where they at. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah. So you know. So yeah. So shout out to the McDonald's workers. Hell you yeah. Know, hopefully, you know they deserve it. Because gonna... you've been seeing the videos of like the food quality of fast food restaurants because everyone's getting the uh, unemployment money and they're not you know they're not coming to work and they can't find enough workers so they're talking about they're underworked and over you know overworked and underpaid. 
I didn't know it. And yeah, oh man, yeah, yeah. So yeah, all the places like Taco Bell, things like that. You know, the, you notice the lines are getting longer and the wait is longer and stuff like that because they said employees are just quitting and they were just following unemployment, making more money, <laughs> making more money. You know what I mean, hell yeah. Shout out to them. You know what I mean, work the system. If you don't, the system will work you. That's right. You know, I'm all. I was all for you know, you know, for that. I'm blessed to have an opportunity that I have. You know, nothing had to come like that, but. You know, yeah, shout out to them. It is what it is. I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking that all one bit. Um, I'm knocking that all one bit. As a matter of fact, it was, uh, I saw a quote the other day and it made a lot of sense to me. You know, it it was, um, uh, I don't want to mess this up. I want to say this correctly to you. Uh, It says, if your employees make more on unemployment, you're not a job creator. You're a poverty exploiter. Yeah, there's a lot of folk out there living in poverty. Yeah, especially in California, it's so expensive. California is is super expensive. You know what Hell I mean? Yeah. But um, one thing one thing California taught me about do is how to make more money and how to work and how to figure out the system myself. You know, um, after incorporating my nonprofit organization, you know, and in, involved with the system, you know, we we uh we received two two homes uh, to the value of five million five point three million dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're transferring those to mental health uh, wellness facilities, you know. And so it's uh, you learn have to learn how to system. And 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 I give you all this, man. You know, guys, every single one of you, figure out how you can become a tax exempt entity. You know, because once you're a tax exempt entity, people have to give you funds in order to pay less taxes, and you don't have to pay taxes. Right. You know, it opens yourself up to grants and things like that. Businesses and companies want to work with you, just so they can say that one we're working with a tax. A, a, um, a tax-free entity and also a, um, a minority-owned organization. Right. They get big tax write-offs for that, too. Hell, yeah. Let's get into some of the shout-outs out here. The cities and the countries, y'all listen to me and show me love by listening. So I like to show y'all love by shouting y'all out. So we got the USA, Germany, Canada, Trinidad and Tobago, United Kingdom, Italy, India, Vietnam, and the British Virgin Islands. Vietnam has been on my list of places to go for about three or four years. Like, I really want to hit a Vietnam. I don't even know what their COVID precautions are right now. But I just want to go over, chill, hang out. It's like dirt cheap, like so fucking cheap. Like a hundred American dollars is like a million dollars of their money. I, I would like to just go out there with like... Eight hundred dollars and just ball the fuck out, like you'd be like fucking super rich with like just eight hundred dollars, and like you can eat like the whole day, even like drinking beer and shit for like ten dollars, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mm-hmm. and beer. Like hell yeah! So that's been on my list of places. I was looking at the British Virgin Islands the other day, so but I was looking at hotels and shit. Man, they be busting heads over in the British Virgin Islands, but I'm gonna check it out. Trinidad and Tobago, I want to go over because I want to go to the carnival. I don't, I don't know when they're gonna open that shit back up. Oh I, yeah, I um, I almost went to that carnival last year. Have you ever been to any carnivals? No, I want to go to one there, the one in Brazil. I went, I went to the one in Brazil. Yeah. Oh my god, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I want to hit that up. And then India, I want to go to India. But I, man, I just want—I've been saying this on the podcast forever. Like, oh, I want an Indian woman so bad. Like, they are so beautiful. Shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Indian women. 
And then we got Los Angeles, Louisville, Long Beach, the unknown, Dallas, Toledo, Ansbach, A-N-S-B-A-C-H, Charlotte, Chicago, Columbus, Edmonton, Fayetteville, Hawthorne, Jacksonville, Laguna Niguel, Phoenix, Roseville, San Diego, Santa Monica, Seattle, Garden Grove, Nashville, Norwalk, Halifax, Dracut, Dracut, D-R-A-C-U-T. Y'all knew, so let me know where that is if you stay out there. Mansfield, Hoover, Calgary, Upper Sandusky, Glen Burnie. That's new. I don't even know where the fuck that is, so let me know uh, where Glen Burnie is. Philadelphia, Raleigh, Toronto, shit, Bengaluru, B-E-N-G-A-L-U-R-U. So let me know where that is. Uh, Bien Hoa, B-I-E-N-H-O-A. Sound like your type of land, bro. <laughs> hey, I'll fuck with it. Yeah. Floyd Knobs, Norfolk, LaGrange, Lebanon. Shout out to my homegirl, Shanta, out there in Lebanon. I already know who that was listening. Providence, Cranston, Rancho Cucamonga. This one, I don't even know how to pronounce that shit. G-U-E-L-P-H. Shout out to y'all. Henderson, Roadtown, Tampa, Wimslow. Y'all knew. Shout out to y'all. Let me know where that is. Bennis and West Bloomfield Township. West Bloomfield Township. Y'all knew too. Yeah, that's so. in Michigan. It is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, shout yeah, out to y'all. Yeah, I know where that, I know exactly where West Bloomfield Township is. Yeah, because I seen that. I was like, shit, who that's the hell is Michigan. that? That's in Michigan. Yep, absolutely. It's in the burbs. It's like it's like West Bloomfield is probably one of the richest areas in the country. That's what's up. Hell yeah. Uh, it's something I'm excited to say. Like I, I talk about it. Like I be on the on the uh, iTunes charts a lot. Like pretty much every month for like the last like seven eight months. But overseas, like I ain't been on American charts in a minute. But I'm happy to say, be. Uh, yeah, I've been on there before. But I'm I'm ready to get back on there. But like overseas. They show me crazy love. That's why I love my international listeners so much. But as of right now, Wednesday, May, what's today, 20th? 19th. As of today, Wednesday, May 19th, 2021, I'm excited to say that I'm on the iTunes charts and not one, not two, not three, not four, but in five countries. Bam. Greatness right there. Greatness At the same right damn time. I'm on the charts in France, Vietnam, Kenya, Pakistan, and the Bahamas. I hit number one in the Bahamas uh, about, a, about, a month, about two months ago or something like that. So, yeah, I'm on the charts, you know what I'm saying, over on the iTunes charts. So, man, I appreciate y'all for listening. You know, consistently get me on the charts out there. Man, I love y'all. Uh, y'all American motherfuckers, y'all need to take notes how these international folk be doing. But I'm just excited just to be on the charts in general. Like, when I started the podcast, I was like, man, I want to make the charts and all that shit. Like, that was one of my goals. And then I did it. And then, you know, there was some months I went without being on there. But like these last, like, seven, eight months, I've been on there, like, every month. So, yeah, man, shout out to y'all. We just trying to grow this shit, you know, and just be like – Super mainstream So I appreciate that Man I want y'all to tell everybody About the podcast Have them listen to it Send them the links Be like yo Y'all gotta check this shit out And like I'm I'm more proud that I was able to Be on the charts Like consistent like that 
and not even be having like mainstream guests and shit. You know, having people that has done stuff, but then I was also be having like regular ass people like my friends and shit who ain't never like done shit, you know, like entertainment wise. They just regular folk and we just be talking. So like that's like what I'm most proud of. Like I was able to do that shit without a mainstream machine backing me and without like A list people on here. Like so yeah, man. I'm just I'm I'm just happy. I'm excited about that and shit and just trying to keep it growing. Like I think the most I've been on the charts was like two countries at one time. And then I seen it the other day it was like three. And then I moved up to four. And then this morning I, I checked my email. I was like, oh shit, five. I was like, so hell yeah. What's up, man? Worldwide, man. You about to take over the world. Yeah, man. That's my plan and shit. Just to to do that, man, and let motherfuckers know about the fresh. That's what's up, man. When you cook and you have uh, meat, do you wash the meat before you cook it? All the time. Okay. Every time. I wash I, I wash it with lemon and I wash it with apple cider vinegar. I mean, I, of course, I wash it first with water. Yeah. But then, I, then, 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 you know, I, um, I squeeze some lemon and apple cider vinegar, vinegar on it, you know, just to uh, ensure there's no bacteria or nothing on there. You know what I mean? I know some people out in the world that don't. Yeah. A few months ago, there was a... A little debate, you know, people saying like they didn't wash their chicken. I don't and then that. like Dr. Oz was like, he was like, you know, technically he's saying like you shouldn't wash it because when you put the water on it, like bacteria could splash around and then all the shit gets killed when you cook it. And I was like, uh, I still more feel more comfortable washing my shit off. Yeah, me too, man. And I, I mean, shit, he, he probably don't season his meat neither. <laughs> people, people that look like that, they don't, they don't season it neither. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. So, like, this chick was at my crib, and I had some steaks, like, in the in the sink and water, like, unthawing. And they, they, they was unthawing and shit. So, she was like, you want me to season them up? I was like, shit, I'll go ahead. So, I noticed, I was like, yo, you gonna wash this shit off? And she was like, no. I was like, bro, you gonna wash my shit off? Like, nah, you ain't gonna season that shit up without washing she it off. She didn't look like us, did she? No, she didn't. She lacks a melanin. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. It's, it's a cultural thing. You know what I mean? It's cultural. <laughs> but I was like, nah, cuz that shit got to be washed off, man. I said, even though it is getting cooked, and I'm pretty sure it'll kill the germs, but I said, uh, how I was raised up on, we wash our meat and shit. Right. And then that had me down. I was like, damn, that was a, like a discussion, you know, a few months ago. People was like, uh, and I seen like mainly black folks like, hell yeah, I wash my meat off. And like I used to like season my meat in the sink, but I like stopped doing that and shit. And I'll just put it on a plate or something like that. But yeah, man, I'm like, I gotta, you gotta rinse that shit off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit, I thought that shit was funny. If y'all don't, if y'all wash our meat or don't wash our meat, let me know. I wanna. Yeah, I want to see uh, how y'all feel about this. Oh, man, this one topic I want to talk about, but I was going to call my aunt, but she probably sleep right now, so I have to call her like on another episode and talk about that. Uh, Let me see what else we got. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, we got to say uh, a rest in peace to Bo Obama, the Obama's family dog. He died 
Oh yeah, I heard about that, man. Yeah, yeah shout out man. Bo, man. He was a was he was a was a hyperallergenic yeah, dog. I think so, yeah. Yeah, he was customly made or you know, for the Obamas. Yeah. He wasn't that old on it. He wasn't that old either. Yeah, you know, I remember he came into the Obama administration as a puppy. Yeah. Um and he kind of grew up since then, you know what I mean? And so that so you're talking about well, I mean, well, that's 12 years, 12, 13 years. Yeah. You know, that's about 12, that's a long, that's a lot of years for some dogs, you know? Yeah. And, like, my dog, Turbo, like, his nickname is Bo. I'll be like, Bo. And, he like, he knows his nickname. He'll come, and I was like, damn, man. I was, I was like, fuck, one day that's going to be him. Oh, man. Yeah, because shit. All he'll, dogs he'll be, day, day. I know, because he'll be 13 in November, but he ain't showing no signs of slowing down. Wow. He's still super energetic. We be going on long-ass hikes and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's We're, great, man. Resident. What about uh? Well, dang, he, he may be too old to have babies, huh? Who? Bo. Oh shit, man, he got fixed like six years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause I'm like, I didn't have like no dogs to breed him with, and then I'm like, let me go ahead and get him fixed. It might calm him down a little bit, and then it'll help on a lot of like health issues. Right. Yeah, but he be fucking my landlord's dog. He ain't getting pregnant. He just getting his little rocks off. I'm like, go ahead. Go ahead. I feel that. I got a dog. I got a a German Shepherd, man. Yeah. She's five. And um, I'm going to mate her. Hell yeah. uh, With another third world German Shepherd that that speaks German. You know what I mean? I understand it's German. Oh, he knows the commands and shit. Yeah, all this stuff in German. And she's she's, a. you know, um, she's right here. Uh, Ziva, come here. You know, um, she's very obedient, very things like that. If I be like, if like, uh, Ziva, get him. She's going to go check the door. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? She'll go check all the doors, you know, and she'll make sure everything's all right. She'll check the windows. If I say, if I, if I say a certain, if I say a couple words, man, and, and she will, she will, she will. Tear somebody a new asshole. Yeah, you know, and living over here in L.A., man, you kind of need something. Like, you either want a gun or a German Shepherd. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, and um, yeah, I I had to sick her out on a couple people, man, so they can, because they was acting unruly. You know what I mean? Even though this apartment place costs two grand a month, you know what I mean? It's every now and then, bro, be people that pop up right there at the back door. You know what I mean? Crackheads off the street. You know, you seen them? Yeah. The you know what I mean? They they wiggle their way in here, man. Figure it out. You know. Somebody tried to look at my queen through the window, man. I had to sick her out on that. I mean, somebody was chasing the lady up the street, and uh, thank you. They had to go check on. Um, they had to go. Uh, she had to go tear their ass up. Yeah, I've been uh, wanting like a Rottweiler, and I've been looking like a lot of videos where like they like have the like, the protection training and shit. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I want that's what I want when I get a bigger crib, like a house. Like I definitely want to get a Rottweiler and get that shit like trained. Great dog. Great yeah. dogs. Hell you know, yeah. I never owned a Rottweiler, but I always, you know, if I had a, if I didn't have a German Shepherd, I have a Rottweiler. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. I don't think is right. At the Tokyo Olympics, they banned all the athletes from wearing Black Lives Matter apparel. Like they said, like if you like wow. put up like the black fist or have anything, you know what I'm saying, about that, like you'll be banned. I think that's some bullshit. Mm. It is some BS, man. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna speak nothing bad on Tokyo. You know, they don't really like people that like those niggas over there. Yeah. I was in Tokyo and, like, for... Did they run upon you and try to take pictures because you were black? No, I was over overnight and shit. Because I think so many black motherfuckers go over. They used to it and shit. Yeah. But, no, like, my OG, 
uh, from from he live in L.A. His wife is Japanese, and they have moved over for like a year or so. So I linked with him, and he was showing me around, and like, nah, we didn't have like no issues or nothing. That's what's up. Like we was on a little train and all this shit, and everything was straight. But I think so many black folks go over like military, like they they used to it and shit. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going back over because it was winter time, so it was cold as a motherfucker. So I'm ready to go back like during the summer and, and hang out. That's what's up. I've never been to Tokyo. Yeah. Speaking of like Asian and shit, <laughs> this shit funny as fuck. <laughs> Two Taiwanese gang members released over a thousand roaches in a restaurant over an unpaid debt that the Restaurant owner didn't pay. Gangsta. So instead of shooting them up and all this shit, they just put roaches all in the restaurant. A thousand of them. Like, fuck. You have to shut the place down. Right. And yeah. get that shit fumigated to the max multiple times. Right. Yeah. I thought I thought that shit was gangsta. I said, okay. Imagine what that Yelp review looks like. <laughs> like, oh, okay, you're not gonna pay us? All right, cool. We're gonna fuck you up. Uh, you know what? I'm 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 all about that type of retaliation. Yeah. You no know, verse. Going to go shoot somebody. I love that type of petty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, I saw this one video, man. This this girl, she got caught cheating on her boyfriend, uh-huh. and um, so he bought her like a, a like a, a couple nice gifts, and one of them, one of the gifts was a box of chocolate, right, shaped in the heart. You know what I mean, big box of chocolate, and uh, he made her. You know, he put like a blindfold on her, set her down in the car, in her car, and it had. It was full of roaches in there. Oh, I'm about to say like X lax or something in the chocolate. Oh, yeah, that'd been horrible too. <laughs> Not as bad as this. So, so you know, so yeah. she, so just the mental anguish of what happens when, like, oh, you're in your car and now you just had like 300 roaches just run out of the car. You know what I mean? Like, just imagine what that would do to your mentals. Man, you know, like you're driving on the freeway and. Even if it's nothing in the car, you're automatically always going to think that there's mm-hmm. something jumping around. You know? And then shit, at the end of the day, I'm sure there's going to be one somewhere that's going to find its way and come fuck you up. Hell yeah. You know, so it's like, it's like, yeah, so she opened it and she, oh my God, she screamed and, you know, <laughs> you know she, you know, he, he, she couldn't get out the car because he had to, you know, he, all the doors were locked and this and that. And, and it was, it was quite, quite the, you know, like you said, you know, I like that petty reply. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and I'm all about you know, I'm all about that, you know. If it needs to be that, you know, payback is a, you know, so you know, but yeah, that was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. A segment we got on here is called Struggle Bus. It's a time in life, you know, that you were struggling and all that. So I'll tell you mine, and you can think of like a time that you was on the struggle bus. Gotcha. I know it. I know mine. All right. You want to go? Okay. Go ahead. Um. Me, all right. I have first moved to Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Right. You know, I started off uh, in Detroit. You know, I was working with. Um, no, you ain't got to say who. Okay. Yeah. And and a position that came up for me to transfer from Detroit to Los Angeles. I had just gotten out of a weird relationship with a okay. great lady, a young lady. You know, and. I was like, you know, and she was still working at the same location, and I was, I was, um, I didn't want to see her every day, right? You know, and so, and so, based on on the way she, on how she left the relationship, 
So I took the opportunity to come to uh, Los Angeles and work in Los Angeles. Now, the only position that they had available at the time was a a position that they only offered like three days a week, five five hour shifts. Right? Okay. So it was like I was like it was part time really. You know the you know I'm living out here in Los Angeles. You can't live nowhere on part time. Hell no. So I I I came out to L.A. and I was it was for forty five days. My dog was gone. When I left, when I left, uh, I walked out. I mean, I left Detroit, and my um my dog. You know who was uh you know she was two at the time she just had her first period, okay. I just had a drop and, and the opportunity came. They said I had two weeks to transfer, but when Los Angeles called, they said I had eight days. Damn. So to get my stuff together, so I came out here to L.A. Basically with nothing, you know, but the job. And I started working. I started working. Um, but I was going back and forth. I was, I was, I was fortunate, you know, I was able to get on an airplane. I was going back and forth, you know, um, from here to Detroit every other day and just to go look for my dog in the streets. Oh, she was running the streets? Yep, she was running the streets because I dropped her off at my father's spot. She had ran from um, there. And I stayed about 15 miles downtown. She was she had ran from the house, my dad's house, all the way to downtown Detroit looking for me. Oh, she had went down and forth back like a few times. And there's this app called Next Door. Yeah, I know Next Door. Yep. Yeah. And so and so you know people post on Next Door. Uh, you know, hey, I see this dog. I see this dog. And so people were posting pictures of her on the app, right? And I'm like, wow, man. You know, I I would see you know. I would see people say, "Oh, I fed this German Shepherd some salmon patties and grits today," you know, and, and you know she had some water, and, and she would let nobody pick her up and touch her though. Yeah, you know, so so I'm going back and forth looking for her, and at this point, I, I really had like minimum dollars in my pocket, you know, so I'm literally staying on the buses, I'm staying on the planes in Detroit, here, okay, here, you know, but I could get on the airplane, and go to sleep. Yeah. I mean, but I had nowhere to stay when I was out here. Right. You know, because of the job I had currently had was just a part time gig, you know. And then the opportunity came up for a full time position within about forty five days and they said I wasn't, you know, I technically wasn't eligible to get it, but they found out that my, you know, or they pulled some strings for me. Right. You know, and they gave me like a, a package to move here, you know. Okay. And all of that. And so it it, it, it was work it it was totally worth it. You know what I'm saying? It's been pretty times, man. <clears throat> One time I was in um I was in a I was in a I was in a relationship with somebody I knew I was supposed to be in a relationship with. She was a great lady, but I know it just wasn't supposed to be. So I had I said, pray. I said, God, if you want me to get out of this relationship, show me show me a sign right now. Yeah. I'm in the laundry room washing clothes. And the minute I the second I said, Show me a sign right now, I take off a dryer, uh, I take off a uh, T-shirt off a box of dryer sheets. You know the box of dryer sheets said? Denali? Huh? Denali? Nope. It said bounce. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. So I got out. I mean, so I left, man. I had I had like $1,400 to my name. Okay. And I gave the lady 4000 
$393. For what? Because, I, you know, it, you know, it was her spot. You know what I'm saying? It was her house. You know what I mean? She had a kid. You know what I mean? Car note, you know, bills, this and that. You know what I mean? I, you know, I was still able-bodied. I could figure out stuff on my own. You know, and I, and I was at the time I was just trusting God, bro. So, so I gave her that and I left. I went and stayed in a, a I stayed in a um, steak and shake that night. Steak and shake is like a restaurant. Oh yeah, we got him in Louisville. Oh yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I just randomly seen there's one close to where I stay. I ain't went, I ain't ate there yet, but I was like, oh shit, out here. Yeah, steak and shake out here. And uh, okay, yeah, there's one close. A little bit where I live at, and I think in Santa Monica too, they built one like about three or four years ago. Dang, I didn't know that. Man. I yeah. love steak and shake. I mean, I like steak and shake way better than um In and Out. Oh hell yeah, man! Steak burgers. We used to go to steak and shake all the time after the club because they twenty four hours and shit. Wow, I, 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 that's I, why I went to that one in Detroit. I've thrown up mm. steak and shake a few times in my life right, the next day. Right. Yeah, milkshakes, all that shit. Oh, oh yeah, man. man so cool. I always get the little cheese fries. They got the little shoestring fries. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so I go inside a steak and shake, and I see this uh, the manager right now. Mm-hmm. You may or may not know. I wrote a book back in the day. You know, it's still kind of prevalent to the day. Rasheed Wallace, he hit me up today. He said, "Man, what's up with the textbook?" You know, um, and Arnie Cannon from the Pistons. You know, we had a conversation. He brought it up today too. So, so the textbook was the first book ever written, received, and read via text message. It's a combination of inspirational, personal development, self-help, positive, motivational text messages done on a consistent basis. Uh, three days a week, 12 days a month, 144 days out of the year. Each of the text messages is under 136 characters. Okay. Sent to a network of over, of over um, close to 10,000 people. Uh, so it's people such as like, you know, uh, the Pistons organization. Uh, I, I used to text Barack Obama. Before he was president, okay, and you know, so that's just a, and everybody from like high school students and on down low. You know, it's big. My number was all over the world, really, and so I got one tattoo. From the textbook. This is textbook. The textbook, yeah. Oh, okay, and I keep the T and the B capital right there in the middle because it's burning, right? You know, um, and so so everybody was getting these text messages. Just so happens that the manager of the Steak and Shake that night, you know, he recognized me from um, I was doing these things on the TV stations and stuff um for the textbook book he said man you the dude who gives me all those those great messages man was got me dinner and stuff like that sat down we talked to him about his life problems and all of this stuff i get in my car and i'm driving up i'm like god where you want me to go i go to pontiac michigan and this dude he uh i see this dude in the streets you know it was on my spirit to pick him up Come to find out, he said he uh, he just got out of jail. You know those bags that you get when you just got out of jail? Those clear plastic bags. Okay. You know, he had one of those full of stuff in it, you know. So he let me, you know, he says, uh, he, I, it was on my spirit to pick him up. I said, all right, brother, where you going, man? He said, I'm going up to the church to, um, I, it's a church that gives, you know, vouchers for homeless people. $400, I got me a $400 voucher. Mm-hmm. And I got me a bag full of groceries and food, right? Uh, later on that day, I go to Walmart um, to try to get some more stuff. You know, just try to clear my mind. You know, I'm really in like a all right, guy. Where we want to go? What we want to do? Mode. I run into Rasheed Wallace and his cousin Moses. Right at Rasheed, Walmart. 
Yeah, at Walmart. Okay. Rasheed had just got picked up and traded to the Nick, no, to Boston. Okay. Right? So he's in Boston, or heading to Boston. He's a friend of mine. Of course, he's receiving messages from the textbook, too. He says, uh, you know, I don't even have to ask him, bro. Like I said, he's a great. He says, yo, if you need somewhere to stay, you can ever go stay over there at, at the crib, um, uh, $3 million mansion. You know, his cousin Moses was over there. He's a great friend. Shout out Mo. Got him on skates. And he says, uh, he says, uh, yeah, you can go over there too, man. It's a it's a car in the driveway, right? My car at this time was in repossession. You know, um, and so I said, bet, you know, dang. And so just after after I really let go of everything, I paid attention to the signs, I went from having nothing to everything. Just staying in a million dollar mansion. Right. Bro, six months. Dude, uh, um, and you wanna know the funny thing, bro? On how on how they opened the doors to me? Because the house, the three million dollar house that I just got, uh-huh. uh, gifted from uh, City of Santa Monica, looks identical to the house I was Rashid's Wallace house that I was staying in. in oh, okay, what call it? So it was kind of like a a pre manifestation of it. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just so thankful for the opportunity. But I did. I just trust God, and I I, just, I bounced. You didn't finish saying how you found your dog. Oh, um. So I'm traveling back and forth. Three, four, five times a week from here to Detroit. Red eyes, early mornings, all that stuff. So I, my dad, me and my dad, we put up these signs that say reward, right? He gets a, he's walking up the street and he sees this young man holding Zila. And they had one of the like reward signs. The dude did. So he says, um, so he says, yeah, is this your dog? You know, he had the address. And he said, yes. Oh, my God, my son's going to be happy. I flew in the next day. I took care of her, moved her, took her over to my friend's house, cashed my friend out because I was starting to get some cash now from the gig. Uh-huh. And I had to set that uh, package. And uh, until I was able to get stable out here, you know, she stayed out there. And and um, I came back. That's what's up. Came back. Hell, yeah. I'm glad you found her. Yeah, me too, man. But she, like I said, she, she don't really adapt to too many people, but. Yeah. You know, she, you know, I know she was sick with it. She was sick with it. Hell, yeah. My struggle bus is something that I started when I was probably 19. It was like donating plasma. Like, I, I found out about it when I was at work. CLR? Huh? CLR plasma. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And they was like, oh, yeah, you can get that, get some money. And I was like, shit, I fucking need some. So, like, when I was, like, broke and shit, I would go do that, you know. But then it was like, I was, like, getting, like, tracks in my arms. I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't be doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, they want you to go, like, two or three times a week or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, my brother was the same thing. And I, I I thought he was on dope or something, bro. I was, I was like, <laughs> bro, I was like, you see them? I told my mama he was mad. He's like, "Why you tell my mama that you thought I was on dope? Cause you see, because I know dope fiends and like some dope fiend arms in your arm, bro." Yeah. So like, I did that shit for like years. You know what I'm saying? Like, just to get money. I've done it a few times in L.A. Not a whole lot and shit. Uh, like at the beginning when I first had moved out here, and then some I did to try to get money was donate sperm out here. 
You pay for that. So what you got to do is you have to give them a test sample and then they test it to see, you know what I'm saying, if you have enough for the sperm to survive being frozen. And like, it took me forever to complete the job. I was like, <laughs> it was funny. Like, you go to the little place and shit, you know. You got the videos in there. Yeah, man, they have videos and shit. And like, I oh, fuck. I think they had VHS tapes oh, or shit. some little shit. Or they may have been DVDs. I don't know. But I was like, the, that shit wasn't like getting me hard. Like, I was soft for a minute. And I'm like scrolling through my like phone, looking at pictures of like that bitches that like sent me and shit, like just trying to get motivation. And I don't know. I just I was like, fuck. Like I'm in this room. I'm supposed to jack off, and these people know what I'm doing. It took it took me a while, you know what I'm saying, to like fucking get hard and and do it. And then like when I skied it, it wasn't even a lot, you know what I'm saying. I was like, shit. And then like they hit me back and was like, you don't have enough. To uh, was it like low sperm count or something. <sighs> or they it? they didn't say it was that. It's just I didn't ski the whole lot. You know what I'm saying. So they said like the sample that I gave them wasn't strong enough to to survive like being frozen and shit. And you ain't go back, did you? No, nah, I never went back. Mm. And for that little shit, but like they they like I had to lie on like the application and shit because like they want to know your family history and all this little shit or whatever. And like I don't know who the fuck my Education, father is and all that stuff. Yeah, but they would mainly want to know, like, the gene pool. Like, if anybody had any... Uh, Diseases, high blood pressure. Yeah, and, and stuff, shit. Yeah. And, and, like, they was like, how'd your grandfather die and shit? I was like, oh, shit, oh, fuck. I don't know. So, like, yeah, I was just, like, making shit up. And luckily, I just gave the right answers and shit that I got approved for it. But then, like, yeah, I couldn't deliver. And I was like, fuck, maybe I should have had a chick with me. You know what I'm saying? How and, much would they pay for that, something like that? Fuck, I forgot. But they wanted you to come, like... Once or twice a week to donate. They wanted you to come more than you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, I had a, a chick at the time, and she was, like, tripping about that shit. And I was like, look, bro, I need some money. And she was like, <laughs> I remember this bitch was, like, crying. She was like, some other bitch can have your baby, but I can't. I'm like, bro, don't even look at it like that. And, like, you can't fuck, like, three days before you donate. Right, and she knew I had an appointment coming up, and she was trying to fuck so much, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was trying to hold off, and I was like, "Fuck it!" I just had to reschedule, and all that shit. I think she was like out of town, and then I went to go do it. But yeah, like that was my struggle bus. So I was like, "Fuck!" I got to try to do something to make some some sort of little cash, man. Mm. You know, I'm just glad I ain't in a position where I need to fucking do that shit no more. Mm. Yeah, bro, like crazy. That's crazy. I did it, but it was. It wasn't for the struggles for something else. I'll tell you about that. <laughs> something else was crazy, man. Fucking. So Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, him and his chick split up. And she ended up marrying like a science teacher. Like that's the ultimate come up for the teacher. Like Jeff Bezos? Yeah. His, his ex-wife just married a science? Yeah. She got married that quick. It ain't been a year. It, yeah, it was quick. Hey, you know what? If Jeff and, and, and Bill Gates just. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about him next, yeah. You no, know, you know, if they can't keep their women, then, well, you know, it's, it's shout out to my. I got a loyal woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but they were saying, like, Bill Gates, he had, like, a little agreement where he can go on vacation with his ex, like, once a year. And they were saying, like, he, he was, like, fucking bitches at Microsoft and shit. But him and his wife divorcing after 27 years and ain't got no prenup and shit. So she finna 
come up heavy. But I feel like, man, if you're a billionaire, like, you get a pass to, like, fuck. Because can't, can't everybody be a billionaire? Like, if I had a chick who was a billionaire and she got some dick on the side, I'll, oh, fuck. It's like, whatever, man. You charge that shit to the game. I'm like, I'm living good and all that little shit. But I feel like, you know, if you were, like, in a certain role, you should be able to go get your dick wet somewhere else every now and then. Because you earned it. You know what, man? It's so crazy because it's like, after me being the person I am, I know and I know how this universe works. Uh huh. You know, I know that um that like if you like if, if once you start lying and stepping out of the lines and stuff like that, then the universe is gonna throw some shady shit. It's gonna throw some issues your way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so shit, you know. So it's like you know, so so it, it's best to have kind of have that agreement. You know what I'm saying? Or or you know like yo, you know, so you don't got to be caught up in the lies and the craziness. Yeah. Yeah, a fucking uh, a racehorse. I mean, not race. Well, fuck. We'll talk about the racehorse. So the Kentucky Derby was the other day. You ever go? I went to like derby parties and shit, but I never went to the track. So I said I want to go to the track and shit and check it out. And I forgot it was derby. Like I'm at the gym and they playing it and shit. I was like, oh fuck, today is derby day. But the horse that won uh, tested positive for like steroids and shit. I saw that, but it, it wasn't like a. It was like a, more like a medication. Yeah, they something. put some like cream or some shit on him yeah, or whatever. Like, so. That's not fair. That's like, come on now. Yeah, so I mean, they they went ahead and said he's the official winner and all that little shit. Oh, they did good. Yeah, yeah, and it's crazy because like the trainer is like Bob Baffert, and it like I, I used to feel like I used to laugh, but like feel bad. Like he's had horses in the Derby every year for like years, like you know what I'm saying, and like when he would lose, like. <laughs> Like his him, his face would just be all fucked up. His family, they'd be all sad. But you know, he's had a few victories and shit. And that was his horse that won. But they were saying like he was like suspended and shit like that. So I guess they worked it out. But a racing greyhound in New Zealand tested positive for meth. What? <laughs> yeah. The horse won four thousand from the race, but they never received. They never received it. You know what I'm saying? Because he tested positive for the meth, and the trainer was banned from racing for four months in a $3,500 fine. I'm like, why would you give a horse meth? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, not horse, but a greyhound <laughs> meth. Like, oh, that's fucked up, man. I'm glad the dog didn't die and shit, but. The steroids for the horse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess I can understand the shit, but yeah, dog. Mm, mm, mm. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, we'll do one more before we leave. All right, since we're talking about animals and shit, did you hear about that tiger in Houston? Tiger in Houston. It was, I think, a dude had, had a, they got, he had found, they found a, he was living with a tiger. Is this the same story? Yeah, and like the tiger had got loose. And it was like like missing for like a week and a half, and they finally found it. But there was one video where the tiger was like roaming the yard, and like there's this like older white dude with his pistol aimed at the tiger and shit, because he don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. But he didn't shoot him and all that. But like, yeah, he had that shit pointed right at the wow. tiger. Yeah, but I mean, shit, like you outside and the fucking tigers out there, like fuck, I feel him. I have to, I might have to put one up in him too. Wow, yeah, absolutely. But they found the tiger and, and moved it to a sanctuary, and they suspected that it was this one dude. I think he may have been a doctor, but he denied that it was his and shit. I guess he didn't want to get in trouble and all that. 
But I'm like, bro, you can't have them type of wild ass animals like in Houston. Like I can see if you like live like on a little property or something like that, but not in a residential neighborhood. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's um. But I heard a story and I talked about it on the podcast. There was a dude that lived in in Harlem in an apartment and he had a full grown tiger. You see the video? You see the video of that? I saw the video. Okay, yeah, I seen it too. And the only reason he got caught because the tiger mauled the little cat that the little kitten he saved and shit. And then. Wow. And uh, he, I guess the tiger had attacked the owner and shit, but like his neighbors was like suspicious because there was a shit ton of chicken and shit. They was like, yo, this dude really must love chicken because that's all he eats. That's all is in the garbage. You know what I'm saying? It's like chicken breast and shit. And then like he had like the the windows and shit like covered up, but somehow the tiger like ripped the shit down. Right. And across was like a little mental health facility or a, a retirement home. And the tiger's looking at the window, and like the motherfuckers is like, "Oh, that's a tiger! That's a tiger!" Wow, <laughs> I saw that. Did you see? The, did you see the inside of the apartment? Yeah, it was small yeah, shit. It was small. And it was like, do you see like the tiger claws on on the, yeah. the couch and stuff like that? <laughs> Everything was tore up. Like, yo, like I'm surprised the dude was still living because. Well, yeah, he said the tiger was like super friendly with him. Like, only people that knew was like him and his family. But when he rescued that little kitten or that little puppy, the the tiger, you know, what I'm saying the instinct, instincts kicked in, and the only reason he got mauled because he tried to save the little animal. But yeah, he was like the tiger was just lovable and shit, just chilling. And I'm like, the tiger never like warred. Like the neighbors didn't hear that shit. Like, I'm like, but that ain't fair. But like, when I was looking, they were saying like the veterinarians was like shocked that the tiger was in such good health, being in that little ass apartment. They was like, he wasn't malnourished. He was perfectly healthy. Like we was astonished. I was like, damn man, the motherfucker. Shout out to New York, man. The motherfucker's crazy out there. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't never. You know what? You know I. You know I kind of want. I want an F5 Savannah. You know those are like big cats. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. they're like cats that are like the size of like dogs. You know, and um, they are very, very, very rare breeds. You know, they're about 15 grand. You know, um, okay. and they got attitudes. Yeah, you know what I mean, they got attitudes. Um, but. But yeah, but I couldn't see myself having a tiger, bro. Oh. If I were to get any type of exotic animal, it probably would be a. I want a monkey. Mon- monkey seem cool. I mm. like monkeys. Do you see the monkey? You see that monkey who mauled that lady face? She, Years monkey, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Tore the lady face off. Like she has no face. Like they had like reconstructed and just associated. It looked like a face, but but I was like, how did you? How could you? Yeah, I like to, I like to play with like a chimpanzee or orangutan, shit like that. No nah, man, I don't want nothing that got hands and it can, you know. But they're so like loving and like you just hold him and shit, or he was like like piggyback. I seen this video, man, that made me laugh. It was this little monkey and shit with a chimpanzee, and like he opened up his mouth and like they just poured Gatorade in his mouth and he fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. And like there's this one dude, he's called like Mowgli. He works at the little oh wildlife safari park in Myrtle Beach, and he's always like with this monkey and shit and like him and the monkey is sitting on the couch eating Krispy Kreme wow. and the fucking monkey is turning up donuts up. Wow. Yeah. But when I went to Thailand, man, I got in the tiger cage with like two big ass tigers. It was cool as fuck. I'm like rubbing on them. Like the tiger saw walking and I just grabbed his tail and like walking him like he's a dog and shit. Better man than me. I'll do something like that. Yeah. I'll do something like, but then you know what? I'll be seeing people no post play. I was like, man, <laughs> you know, but yeah, you can't be, you can't, you can't show no fear. Yeah. I mean, you just got to be yourself. Yeah. Before we get out here, I got buried like 
one more person. So yesterday I go out and I look and I see that the door on my uh, gas tank was like pried open and there was like a mark, like somebody to use the a screwdriver or something to get my the the gas door open. I was like, what the fuck? So when I try to push the like the door to like to shut it, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the door fell off. So I put it back on. Everything was cool. And then when I was coming out here today, I'm walking and I'm like, the fucking door came off. So now I got to find another door for my, my gas tank and then get that little scratch like dent thing fixed. You know what I'm saying? And like, I got that car in like August, man. Like I worked hard for that shit. It's a nice car. I love it. And I'm like, out of all things that you break into, you try to break into the gas tank. I said, I don't know if y'all trying to siphon gas. I know there was a gas shortage or whatever. So, but I was like, who the fuck would do that shit? Like, I don't have nothing in value, like in the car and shit, but I thought that was like super fucking random. So now I got to buy another fucking gas uh, door for the gas thing and shit. And it just makes my car look ugly as fuck now. Cause like, there's no gas, the gas door on there. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. So whoever did that shit, man, fuck you. And you know karma come back to them, yeah, bro. Yeah, man. You be fucking buried, dog. You just got buried, you little punk ass bitch. I love my little Mercedes and shit, man. Y'all gonna do me like that. I don't I, I, I like your car. Thank you. And I don't know where the shit happened. Like if it happened at home or if I was out parked somewhere, I don't know what where the fuck when that shit happened. And I was like, damn. I was like, well, shit, earlier the door was on there, but that shit either fell off or somebody took it off. So, yeah, I'm like, damn, because I can't catch a break. Mm-mm. So, all right, I'm going to give my little positive thing that I say at the end, and then I'll let you close it out with some positivity or whatever you want to say. For sure. So, man, as I always say, you got a dream, you got a goal, you got an objective, man. I want you to go for it. Don't listen to the people that'll be like, oh, that shit'll never work, you know, because more than likely they didn't try and go after their dream or they failed and just gave up and they don't want you to succeed, you know. And I want to give a shout out, you know, fresh vibes to everybody out there that I like, love, and I respect the ones that feel the same way about me, that want me to do good, the ones who listen to the podcast, you know. All the positive and good shit in life that y'all want, I hope y'all get it. You know, I want y'all to be happy. I want y'all mental health to be stable. If you need to go and speak to a therapist or whatever, man, go do that shit. Like, fuck. Like I said, I've been going since, like, 2016. And, shit, I had a therapy appointment today. I got another one on Monday. Uh, For everybody out there that be lying on me, making up false allegations, that wants to see me do bad in life, that want nothing horrible for me, you know what I'm saying? And you be hating on me, making up lies and all that little bullshit. I just want to say, fuck you, eat a dick, die slow. <laughs> you just got buried, you little punk. Well, since bitch. you want to talk about dreams, man. Go ahead. Um, I'll leave you guys with this. You know, um, I wrote this and the message always stays the same. Uh, if your dream is big enough to achieve by yourself, then your dream is not big enough. Find people with the same common interests, work together, and we all can achieve their dream. But in order to first achieve a dream, we must first have a dream. And no man or woman becomes rich unless he or she enriches others. If you haven't received the things in your life that you know you deserve, it's probably because you haven't given the things you know you owe. In order to receive more, one must give more. 
I see greatness in you. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So I'm Mr. GQ. This is Terrence. This is the Fresh Podcast, and we out of here. It's been an honor speaking on your show. Hell yeah, man. You know, you welcome up here anytime. This is it's your third time. Third time. The last time it was doing the summer when, when my godson was here. Yeah. Oh, man. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I think my dog. We said my dog on the yeah, next man. Fucking, he had the dog barking at Zaron. And then Zaron was like in the middle of the door and got scared. He's like, Ziva, get him. And then Zaron takes off running down the hall. And then Ziva's running after him. I'm running after Ziva. And then I don't see Zaron. I'm like, what the fuck? So I called him. And luckily he was thinking. He just ducked off in the stairwell. And he's all breathing heavy. He's like, ah, ah, I'm in the stairwell. So I'm trying to listen for his voice to find him and shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, you know, he been tripping a little bit. I've been trying to get him on the right path and shit. So he better get his shit together or it's going to get ugly for him. But man, let me call him this week. I'll put some positivity his, positivity his way. Oh, shit, man. His phone got taken away a couple months ago. Me and his mama talked the other day. So because <laughs> I've been calling him and shit. I was like, oh, this little cocksucker, man. He sees I'm calling him and shit. And then I noticed he was like, he would see my Instagram and Snapchat stories. I was like, what? This motherfucker's really ignoring me. And then when I talked to his mama, she was like, oh, yeah, his phone been gone. I said, okay, okay. Mm. Yeah, so hopefully he get his shit together, man. I'm going to have to go out there and, and talk to him or whatever. So I don't know. Like the plan was him and his sister were supposed to come out to L.A. this summer, but uh, I told him, I said, bro, if you keep doing this stupid shit, I don't want your fucking ass out here. So right. I don't know. I'm going to see, but I'm going to try to get his ass together, though. Right. But yeah, but yeah, we out of here. So see y'all. Uh, Next week or something like that. And next week's episode will be more entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully no bullshit happens and I ain't we don't even have to talk about no heavy little shit. And then also uh another woman was gonna call in and, and share her experience with me, but I just feel like it wasn't appropriate for like what we was talking about with the sexual assault and all that little shit. So we'll get back to that on the next episode. But for those who you know, it hit me up was like, oh, man, that was so funny when those other two chicks called in. Like, yeah, man, I'm glad y'all enjoyed it, you know. Like, that's how I be sometimes. And and they didn't even say nothing bad. Like, I thought the whole thing was hilarious with both of the little chicks. So, shout out to them for calling. So, and any other woman who I've dated or boned and you want to share your experience, you know, fuck it. The invite, the door is open. But, yeah, so we out of here. I'm about to go get me something to eat because I ain't ate. And and chill, man. And I got the next couple of days off, so try to get some rest. And and that's it. So yeah, it's fresh podcast. I'm GQ, and I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Thank you for listening. And let everybody know about this shit. And y'all will hear from me soon. Peace. This podcast has been presented to you by Extraterrestrial Enterprises. <laughs>